So good to be here tonight and worshipping together. The presence of the Lord is here and, and He wants to continue to unlock things within us tonight. He's certainly not finished. We have gone to levels in Him and tonight I believe that there is further, there is more to go. We've got, oh, there's, there's more mountain to climb. Thank you, Jesus. We haven't seen anything yet. The Lord is going to continue to pour out His Spirit. The best is yet to come. Those latter rains, they've started to sprinkle, but I hear that sound of rain. It's coming stronger and stronger, and we are going to just see God do amazing, amazing things because He loves us and because He loves a lost world around us. And you know what? We have been made for Mondays. We've actually been made to go out into a lost world and to carry what it is that God has invested into us. We have the precious gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives, a seal guaranteeing our inheritance in the saints. And what a gift. And Jesus said, well, freely you have been given, and so freely give. And so that entrustment of the Holy Spirit to us, but you know, He's entrusted to us as well tomorrow. He's entrusted to us Monday. And so what are we going to do with the Monday that is ahead of us? And so tonight I'm just excited to be able to share what the Lord has laid on my heart. The fact that we have been positioned and empowered and commissioned into everything that He would have for us in the days ahead. And so we are made for Mondays. I want to focus on that word made for a start, that we have been made. But before I do that, I just thought it was quite, um, I thought I'd share this, but, uh, but Ian, your husband, Beth, uh, he said to Aiden this afternoon, my, my son, he said, um, I'm glad you're not homeschooled. <laughs> and I think that was off the back of my history of the Kiwi this morning, where I was talking about the Kiwi being so massive and taking on dinosaurs and the fact that, you know, God said, well, Kiwi, you're not going to be a... Yeah. And so uh, I think it was off the back of that and perhaps off the back of me talking about a Brontosaurus Rex, but I'm just saying if it's extinct, well, then we don't know about it. So, I mean, it was there. And so, I don't know, that's how I would educate anyway. But anything that I got wrong, um, I'm sure my wife would have corrected me on that and our kids would have turned out just fine. I'm sure they would have. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought I'd mention that as I start off this evening because, you know, church family, kind of family news, this is what... He said, she said. Anyway, so we are, we are made for Mondays. And I want to go back again into that first commission just for a moment because God has put it in our DNA to be those that reap a harvest, those that have dominion on the earth, those that rule and reign within our sphere of influence. You know, God said in, well, Peter said in the book of Acts that God has assigned the times and seasons in which we live and he's marked off the, the boundaries of our lands or the, the marking points of our influence. And God has designed those. We are positioned for a region. It's strategic and you are in the right place at the right time because I believe God has orchestrated that. And so just be uh, ready for what God wants to do in your area of influence. I do want to start again and read just Genesis chapter 1 and start at verse 26. And it says this, Then God said, Let us make. 
Let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind as their own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so we are made for Mondays. We are made. God has made us, and, and we have the ability to make things and produce things ourselves because it is the commission that God has given to us. And I do remember at school being able to make something out of what it was that I found in my hands. And so what I found was an eraser, a rubber. And what you can do with this eraser is you can cut it in half and turn it into a square. It was a rectangle. You can turn it into a square. And if you want to be a bit more crafty with it, you can get out a, a blade, a pocket knife, and you can uh, take off the edges and you can turn it into a, a ball. And so you've got this eraser ball. And then what you can do at school is school has got staplers and uh, in the tote tray uh, you can pull out the, the packs of staples and you can pull out a pack of staples and you can pull them apart and then straighten them out. And this is kind of crafting, this is the ingenuity and the creativity that God has kind of invested into us. And so I pulled out all these staples and made them straight and then you can stick them into the eraser, and you put enough in there, and it starts to look like uh, like a porcupine, like a hedgehog, <laughs> like a, a kinna if it's New Zealand. So you've got this this spike ball, and I just remember um, uh, I had walked around at playtime, and I do remember seeing in one of the classrooms that there was all these balloons that were on the floor in the classroom, and so there was a, um, a celebration of some sort that they were doing, and I thought, well, at lunchtime, I might pay that classroom a visit, and so it was sunny, the windows were open, and that kind of thing, so I remember walking across the, um, uh, the court, and to this classroom, there was a, a bench chair, and so I stood up on that, looked through the window, and all the balloons were there. And I just wanted to see how effective my porcupine uh, spiky ball was. And so I thought, well, what I want to do, what I really want to do is I want to pop a balloon. And so I, I lined up a particular balloon on the floor. And so I, I was looking around and then I chucked in this spiky ball and it hit this balloon and it was like, boom. And it, and it was like so satisfying. and I was so happy about it. But then it was kind of like it went in slow motion. So this, this bouncy ball, it, it kind of hit the balloon, but the explosion of it made it pop into the sky and it went on to the next balloon and then boom. And then it popped up again. And as I was looking at it, I thought that's going for a third balloon. And I started to get like fearful. My eyes got bigger and I just turned and I ran. And so it's amazing how when your eyes can go big in fear, but your, your mouth can stay smiling and grinning because it's kind of cool at the same time. So there I am running across the, the court in my barter bullets and my stubbies at that stage in my, my short, my t-shirt. And I could hear behind me these explosions happening, just boom, boom, boom. And it was exactly like a movie. It was exactly like one of those guys running and behind them this whole building is just blowing up with these flames. <laughs> and there I am just running and I'm hearing boom, boom, boom. And it was, I'm sure it must have hit five or six balloons in that classroom. And I thought, oh man, 
that was a little bit of a mistake, but just a fun mistake at the same time. But it really was like, I mean, I had in my hand, I had one talent in my hand. And then as I threw it, as I sowed that seed, it turned into, it turned into five or six talents. And it just went boom, boom, boom. And, and God has called us to be those who multiply. It was like... The, the fish and the bread and the loaves and it just multiplied and just got bigger and bigger and I just thought you know God he has just got this an amazing way he is the kingdom of God is about growth and that who is, is who he is put inside of us the spirit of God we're all about growth and so now God made us for Mondays God made the heavens and he made the earth now in Genesis 1.1, it says God created the heavens and the earth. And that word created, that word made, uh, in the Hebrew is uh, the word bara. And it actually means to make something out of nothing. And so, It's a miracle. <laughs> so what God did in Genesis 1-1 is he created something out of nothing. I mean, amazing. That was God. Amazing. And so we can put that down there. More comments going on. <clears throat> but then in Genesis 2-27, it says, So God created mankind in his image. And that word created is a different word. That's not made out of nothing. That word is called yes, sir. And it, is, it designates actions by an artist or a sculptor or a potter. And so God actually sculpted and he crafted mankind with purpose, with intention. You're not a, not a mistake. You're not some sort of accident. But God actually crafted and made Man and woman didn't call it out of nothing, but he, he crafted, he designed, and he made. One of these is the man, and one's the woman. I mean, this was actually crafted and made. I mean, there's only 150 of these in the whole world. Um, I had to design that logo and stick that on there and it was a bit, um, you know, we, we got there in the end and me and Shoni, we ordered those and, and it was cool. And so we've got 150 of these on the earth, but it's been amazingly crafted because I don't know if any dads have tried this, but what you can do is you can um, fill it half with boiling water and you can shake it and the, the lid just pops off. <laughs> and it's, you just shake it and and it, and, it, and it gives this puff of steam all the way around the, the top of it, like comes out the sides as well. You can do it about three times <laughs> on the same boiling water. So does the water come out was the question. And so when I was doing it, um, 
by myself. I was shaking it lightly, like over here like this, and just, and it was cool. And then I decided to show Aiden, and I got a bit more kind of like this, and then it just went all over the, the windows and over me and the floor and the dog. and the, So um, anyway, but I was just intrigued by the fact of just the design. You know, there's design in it, and there's design in us. There's design in you and me. We've been crafted. We've been made intentionally by God. Verse 28 of Genesis 2. So God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Be blessed, be fruitful, increase, draw out of the things that you are involved in, draw out the gold within them, produce a harvest, see what it is that God has invested in the world around you and draw it out. Isn't it amazing what has come out of the earth? that God has created out of the earth has come out microchips and wireless internet and all these things out of dirt and rocks and earth and all that kind of thing. But God has called us to be supernatural people with a supernatural ability to draw out of that which is around us and to make it something great for God. And so... What does that look like for you tonight? What does that look like in your role, your responsibility, your job, your nine to five, your Monday to Friday? Well, I want to give you one perspective tonight as to how that looks. So how do you spend your days? How do you spend your hours as you work? And before I started with Open Doors, I was a a graphic designer and I used to uh, have to fill out a a timesheet for every 15 minutes of the day. So I was charging out this this time. And it was when when it was first um, said to me, well, this is what we're going to do. It was actually a a hard thing to get involved in um, because it was taking up time in itself. And so I'm like, well, it's taking up extra time. And so am I charging for the time I'm doing my timesheet or how does that all work? And so I was clicking the little red dots that uh, indicated my 15 minutes. And, um, but after a while, I actually got into the rhythm and into the routine of it, which was quite, quite cool. And so in a, after a while, I actually started to enjoy it. And what I found was with these 15-minute blocks, sometimes I'd have a pile of these jobs, and some of them would take eight minutes, some five minutes, some seven minutes, but, you know, a 15-minute time block. And what I used to enjoy was trying to work ahead of myself, and sometimes I could get an hour and a half ahead of myself, and then I could invest a bit more time into some of the more fun design jobs. And so after a while, I got into this rhythm and this routine, and it was pretty cool. And... What happened was I stepped out of graphic design into my open doors role, which was meeting people in churches and traveling and having coffees with pastors and things. And and I felt so guilty for not making the most out of my every 15 minutes. And it was a completely different context. And it was amazing because it actually took me about two years to stop feeling guilty for my 15 minutes. And I, I realized that, um, that it takes a long time sometimes to work these things through. I related it to the Israelites in slavery for 400 years. And then they, they come out into the wilderness and they're wandering around. And it's like, well, what do I do? I've pitched my tent. I've collected the mana and I've 
bake my bread and what do I do for the rest of the day? And it took 40 years to actually get slavery out of the Israelites for them to then be able to go in to the promised land. And so tonight, my question to us is, what do we do with the time that we have and how does that look in our life? What do we do with the time that we have been given? So I want to give you one perspective tonight. I've really got one point for this message tonight. And I was thinking of Ecclesiastes, the more the words, the less the meaning. And so the less the point, it's got to be the more powerful the point. So we're going to get a powerful point tonight. And so my point is going to come from the parables. It's going to come from the parables of Jesus. I'm going to read a particular parable tonight. And I want you to start building this picture in your heart, in your spirit, of what it is that the Holy Spirit is leading us to tonight. Because I feel like there's a journey, a spiritual journey that we're going to take tonight, just over these next few minutes together. Because I want us to get an understanding of what it looks like as we go about our Made for Mondays. So I'm going to go to Mark chapter 4, and it's verses 2 to 8. I'm going to read this parable. Mark chapter 4, verse 2. He taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching, he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate that up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell along among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. And this is a particularly important parable. The, Jesus asked the disciples, he said, do you understand this parable? And the disciples said, yes, we understand this parable, but they had blank looks as they were saying that to Jesus. And Jesus was like, no, no, you don't understand this parable at all. It's gone completely over your head. And so he had to explain the parable to them. And he said, he said, well, if you don't understand this particular parable, well, then how are you going to understand any of the other ones? It seems to be a particularly significant, important parable. So why is this parable so important compared to the others? Because every person in the world is in it. You and I are in this parable. This parable is significant and important because it actually exposes the hearts of every single person in the world. So as we read the Bible, we've got to see ourselves in the Bible as well. And so this parable is really important because it directly reveals how every single person in the world accepts the Word of God into their heart. Every person who reads or hears this parable is in this parable. These four soils represents each one of our hearts. We are one of the four. And so one of the soils, well, it wasn't really soil. It was along the, the path and the seed, which is the Word of God, fell along the path. And this seed, it didn't take root whatsoever into the ground. It just stayed there on the surface and the birds immediately came, ate it and took it away. And this represents a heart that will not receive the word of God. It's hard. It cannot receive. It doesn't even go in a little bit, but it's immediately taken. Boom. That's one type of, of heart. 
Then there was a, another type of soil and the seed fell on that. It was the rocky soil. And the seed actually got through um, between some of the rocks and, and it got into some soil. But the roots had a problem with, uh, with actually branching out too far and too wide, too deep. And so as this, uh, as this thing grew, as this plant grew, uh, it had no roots. And so it uh, ended up, uh, the person, it represents a person who has received the word of God with joy to begin with. But then after that, when trouble comes, they fall quickly away. They, they can't finish the race. They don't have what it takes to, to get through to the end. And this is important for us to be able to encourage those ones. And then there was the seed that fell amongst the thorns, and then that grew up, and the, the thorns grew up as well. And, and it's the, the worries and the cares of the world, and it choked that seed. And eventually it just got choked because the, the person was just looking out at the, the cares and the worries of life and starting to run after those things and lost their focus on Jesus. But then the good soil. The good soil, the seed went into that soil, the person received it in their heart, and then they produced a crop uh, 30, 60, or 100 fold. Now, it's an amazing parable because this is the kingdom of God at work in the world. This is the kingdom of God at work back then when Jesus was talking about it. It's the kingdom of God at work in our hearts now. It's an amazing parable that actually revolved around a farmer who was made for Mondays. This farmer was simply going about and doing his job. He was a farmer, so the seeds were probably barley or wheat. Uh, he was sowing these seeds around about November, just before the early rain, and then he would have gone ahead and harvested those uh, around April time, just after the latter rain. And of course, that uh, represents the Holy Spirit and the, the rains coming upon us. But the livelihood of the farmer depended on him, knowing his job. And so he was a man of the earth. Yet the kingdom of God was revolving around him as he was doing his job. Jesus saw it and Jesus drew it out. And his made for Monday's work, this farmer that Jesus saw, this made for Monday's work, has actually been captured in the pages of the Bible. This farmer has been dropped in to the word of God, caught him, and has been immortalized for each one of us to read what it is that he was going about doing in his Made for Mondays. And so this farmer lived a parable. His life was a parable. And my one point tonight, if you can catch this, is that your life is a living parable. That as you go about your daily work, which is by design, which is by the passions and the desires that God has put in your heart and how he's ordered your footsteps, that tonight I want to say that your life is a parable and the kingdom of God is at work in your Mondays and in everything that you do, you just have to see it, recognize it, and then operate through the Spirit of God to reap an eternal harvest through it. What you do has greater meaning. What you do is the kingdom of God in action. And what you do displays eternity on earth. Your hands describe the fingerprint of God. And so a definition of a parable is this. A simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson is told by Jesus in the Gospels. So your, your life is a God story that other people read. 
but it's more than that. It's the Spirit of God being displayed and moving through your life. And tonight, I want to bless the work of our hands. I want to bless the thoughts of our minds. I want to bless the words that are in our mouth, that they would have that prophetic edge to speak what it is that God is saying. And so to, to make this a bit more practical, so I was a graphic designer. And as a graphic designer, I gave companies a voice, right? I gave them an identity. I helped companies discover who they are. I gave them an expression and I gave them the ability to attract clients and to win clients. But God calls us to win souls. God calls us to attract people into the kingdom of God. God calls us to prophetically speak to people to give them identity, to give them a voice. God calls us to draw the talents out of others so that they can express the Holy Spirit through themselves. So I made businesses shine through doing graphic design, and we're called to make others shine around us through discipleship, through expressing our love for them and helping to draw out the Spirit of God within them. And so graphic designers are a parable of discipleship, drawing the best out of others and helping people to find their identity. I want to hit on builders now. I want to work with builders because builders are in the Bible. So I know Tim's around here somewhere. How many builders do we have? And uh, Yeah, how many builders? So we've got, yeah, here, there you go, Tim. Okay, builder, builder. Got a few builders here. That's cool. In fact, do we have any designers, um, art people, graphic designers, other sort of designers? We've got one there as well. Oh, yes, designers. We've got a few of those too. I, I want to I wanna pray. I want to impart something. I want us to catch something in our mind, our heart, and our spirit. And then we want to pray into that and release anointing into that. So builders in the house, Matthew 7, 24 to 25, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house in a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Now, builders, you have a job to do, and that is to build. So now the rest of my message tonight will be prophesying. I'm just going to prophesy right now what God is saying to you based on what it is that Lord has called you in because you are here for a, a time, for such a time as this. And what you're doing is what God has called you into for this moment. So next year, our theme at church is built. I will build my church. And so tonight, I'm saying that your line of work is a prophetic declaration. As builders, you're called to build structures, you're called to build people, and you're called to build a dwelling for the presence of God. You're called to build a habitation for the Spirit of God. And I feel like that as you go into your near year next year, that there is going to be a greater release of the Spirit and the presence of God around your life. And so if you're a, a, a um, builder tonight, um, uh, yeah, we just want to um, pray. Can, can I get builders just to stand up right now? Um, I'll get you guys to stand up. Can we um, have some ministry team come across, some of the leaders, pastors, people? Can we just come around, lay a hand? Uh, Acts 7.49 says this, Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? 
And it is in you because you are a habitation of the Holy Spirit. You are equipped with spiritual tools to build. And so you are called to be builders. And specifically at, at this time in this season, it's, it's specific because we're going into this. We're stepping into this next year. So in Jesus' name right now, we release a blessing and favor upon the builders of the house in Jesus' name. feel like God is saying to you that you have spiritual tools as well as physical tools. You're called to, to build. And I just see a favor around your life to build people and to bring the anointing and the presence of God into the house of God and I see you building and strengthening strengthening the house of God in Jesus name in Jesus name so you can sit stay standing if you'd like to those um, designers graphics those in creativity can you just stand we just want to um, speak to and bless and that would be kind of in, in worship as well or whoever um, thank you Jesus Lord I thank you for that creativity Lord I thank you for the ideas from heaven that have been being downloaded, Lord. I thank you for an increase of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Spirit of God. And we release your presence right now. We release anointing, Lord, to be more creative. I thank you, Lord, that they're called to create an identity, a visual expression for events and places and things, but also to call out that expression out of people, to identify in Jesus' name people and dream draw out that prophetic call that is on their life in Jesus name thank you Jesus okay uh, I want you to turn with me uh, if you will to the book of church age 2023 chapter November the 19th and verses 6:30 to 9:15 p.m which is right now that's where we're here right now that's what we're turning to that's where we are right now now, do we have any front of house people? I'm talking about customer facing, money handling people from a checkout operator to a store manager, that kind of thing. Do we have any of those that are doing transactions here? Yeah, nice. Even if it's a, a kind of a, a, just a day job at the moment, yeah, we've got a few here. Awesome. Hey, look, um, just these front of house people, uh, I feel this, that you discern and correctly assign value to items. And you will see people and you'll see their worth and correctly assign value to them because there are so many people out there at the moment who do not know their value and can't understand it. You'll give people what they need and what they want. You'll hand it over to them. People need salvation. People want fulfillment. And so you'll offer that fulfillment. You'll offer salvation. I see you drawing people into the kingdom of God. You handle many earthly transactions. You'll handle heavenly transactions. God will give you dreams in the night and miracles in the day. He will give you the words to speak. 1 Corinthians 2.13, this is what we speak, not with words taught by human wisdom, but words taught by the Spirit, explaining, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. We're talking about spiritual realities at the moment. <sighs> Heavenly transactions. 
Every item that you handle and carry and pass over carries spiritual significance because it is because of who you are. Jesus said, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, what you handle has the potential to become sacred. And when you hand over a product, you hand over a miracle. So you're handing over miracles in Jesus' name. So we want to pray for you right now. If, if you'd be happy to, to stand, um, would be awesome. We just want to uh, reach out a hand to you. Yeah, over there, you don't have to stand, but you can if you want. But we just want to reach out a hand over to you right here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha. Acts 19, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that he had touched were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left them in Jesus' name. A transaction took place when they handed over a product. And so right now in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that each one of these people is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that as they touch objects and things that it has the power to transfer blessing, even as the miracles that Paul had. And so, Lord, as they handle items, as they pass them over this coming week in Jesus' name, we're declaring spiritual breakthroughs. We're declaring deliverances. We're declaring that people will walk away feeling lighter, feeling freer, not knowing what has just happened to them in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would increase anointing on these ones that interact with so many people in Jesus' name. We're declaring God moments. We're declaring heavenly transactions. We're declaring the Spirit of the Lord being displayed, made manifest, the manifold wisdom of God being made manifest in Jesus' name through every transaction in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Just got a, a few more this morning. Students, this evening, it's morning somewhere, it's evening here. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. That's what Seth would say. Students, you're at a time in your life when you're adding to yourself, you're learning, you're growing. The Holy Spirit, the Advocate. But the Advocate, John 14, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things. He will remind you of everything I've said to you. 1 John 2, 27, as for you, the anointing you have received from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as that is taught you, remain in him. Students, why don't you stand right now? I just want to pray uh, for blessing and favor over your minds and, and blessing that you would be taught by the Holy Spirit. Yes, taught by teachers and tutors and that kind of thing. We want to speak blessing. We want to speak life in Jesus' name. Lord, over every student that has got some exams still to do, Lord, we declare blessing and favor over each one of those. Lord, the ideas answering the questions, Lord God, that they would have your spirit at work within them in Jesus' name. 1 Timothy 4.12, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself 
to the public reading of Scripture and to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Tonight, as we lay hands on these students, Lord, we pray you would impart special gifts, Lord God, unique to each one. Lord, I pray that you would raise them up into a place of significance. Holy Spirit, may they go into the river of God. May they be submerged in the river, overflowing with spirit and with life in Jesus' name. Bless them with power. Bless them with your anointing, Lord God. May they in their environments be blessing. May they, be, may they have favor. May they be light. May they be life in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, Karamas. Yeah, I was just, um, uh, I just was thinking, um, uh, Ivan, I just had a coffee with you this week and you're in cybersecurity. And, and I was just feeling um, this afternoon as I was thinking about that, that with the cybersecurity, it's like you're a gatekeeper. You, you keep out viruses, you allow the information to come in. And, and the Bible calls it a, a watchman, someone who stands on the wall, someone who sees, someone who sees in the Spirit. I felt like the Spirit of God saying that He will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And it's what he's given you to do. I feel like he's going to give you extra sight uh, to see in the spirit that he's going to give you dreams and he's going to show you things so that you can pray. It's just this place of prayer, being able to speak out what it is that he shows you and, and declaring, yes, you shall pass or yes, you shall not pass in Jesus' name and declaring that over people's lives. Look, I can't have the accountants miss out. Uh, do we we have any accountants in the house uh, tonight? Do we have any of those? Are they all, they're all busy kind of doing the, their accounting. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to speak this out anyway because it's going to spark something in somebody. Accountants, I, I just had this, this thing. I heard God say that you're balancing the books, balancing the books. And uh, Isaiah 40, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? or with the breath of his hand marked, out off the, marked off the heavens, who is held in the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed out the mountains and the scales and the hills in the balance. And I just saw that you balance through the Lord's provision, and you balance the books through the Lord's resources. I see you balancing those. In one hand, you'll hold earth's resources. In the other hand, you'll hold heaven's resources. And I just see you bringing heaven to earth, bringing, being a channel of blessing, being a channel of power, being a channel of the supernatural. So in Jesus' name, we speak blessing, we speak life. In Jesus' name, shura Ha, ah, over accountants in Jesus' name. Just a, um, just a couple more. Um, Full-time parents. Um, this is a word uh, for you tonight. Um, the angels appeared in the night sky and proclaimed the Messiah. Luke 2 says this, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then later on in Luke 2.51, it says, Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. I felt, I felt like the Lord said to treasure the moment. So, um, so we've got parents of young kids. Why don't you just raise your hands at the moment? Parents of young kids, we've got a few there. 
Um, great, you can come out tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, be able to come out tonight. Can you guys just stand up? And we just want to bless you because it's about discovering and finding the treasure in the days. And what you do, I see you, um, I see you cultivating treasure. It's like it's not just sowing seeds, but it's sowing uh, blessing. It's sowing lives and anointing the favor and the blessing of God. It's sowing. It's sowing into souls and those the most precious thing, the most precious thing that the Lord has given. And so in Jesus' name, for those who are sowing into young lives right now, we speak blessing and favor in Jesus' name. We speak energy and inspiration of the Spirit, anointing, Lord God. We pray for wisdom and creative ideas, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would help them to navigate and guide and parent their young ones as each young one is unique and significant and do things differently. I pray, Lord, that you would give a specific strategy to each child, for each child in Jesus' name. So Lord, bless these parents, bless these ones with energy, Lord, with your spirit and with your anointing, with your grace and with your favor in Jesus' name. Lord, we're speaking blessing and life. May their sleep be sweet, Lord God. May they be able to give their burdens over to you. We pray for a release of burdens right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we put uh, young ones into your hands. Even as Hannah put Samuel into the hands of the Lord and said, I'm going to give him back to the Lord. Lord, these young ones, we give to you. You are the one. You are our great heavenly father who knows how to look after his kids in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we all stand tonight? We're just going um, to declare blessing. We're going to declare favor. Um, do we have any, just last one, any project managers uh, around you deal with um, projects and you're kind of organizing different things? Ah, Jesus. Okay, for each one of us tonight, we have a, uh, we've got a ministry team here and we just want to impart blessing, want to impart life. Just understand and know that your life is a parable. What you do has spiritual significance. Uh, Jesus, whenever he looked out of the earth, uh, he saw a parable wherever he looked. At people doing their made for Mondays, he saw the kingdom of God at work in that. Through our breath, every time we breathe, we're actually saying the name of the Lord, we're saying Yahweh with our breath. We actually breathe the Spirit of God. We are spiritual beings and we are involved in spiritual tasks. It may look like on the surface that we're involved in natural tasks, but actually we are about the Lord's business. We're about spirit. We're about bringing the kingdom of God from heaven to earth. We're involved in the greatest story of all time, a story that has been told from the beginning of time and will continue right through to the end of time and God has dropped you in this place and at this time to continue that story. And so in Jesus' name, Lord, we're declaring blessing and favor in life. If you want to uh, receive just extra impartation, blessing, uh, maybe you want to stand out into the, the, um, the aisles or come out to the front. Uh, we just want to impart life and spirit into you. But Lord, I declare favor and blessing. Lord, as you have given us this gift of Monday for tomorrow, Lord God, we pray that we would steward that. Lord, we pray that we would see ourselves. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. One more last thing. We want to see ourselves just as you've got your eyes closed, as you've closed your physical eyes, 
just look in the spirit right now and see yourself in your Monday. See yourself there. See yourself anointed by the Lord, the, the waterfall of the Spirit of God on you and the anointing of the Lord flowing over your, your head and down onto your hands and, and over your body and, and see yourself going about your work. But what you're doing is you're actually serving the Lord. Whatever you do, do it with all your might as if unto the Lord. We're doing it unto the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for that commissioning that you've given us. I thank you that we are people of the Spirit. We go about the business of the Master. Hallelujah. We're just going to worship now. We're going to worship the Lord. If you want to have some extra time of prayer, we want to pray and minister and anoint you and bless you in Jesus' name. But let's just spend some time, next couple of minutes in the Lord's presence, and let's sing to Him, sing praise to Him. Thank you, Jesus.